Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Today's topic is follow her lead. For those of you who follow me, you know that my services are specifically geared toward men who have um, issues with sex porn and masturbation addictions. You also know that my clients are predominantly alpha men in public, but who have a preference or even a need to be submissive in private. I always like to specify that being submissive in private is not about your sexuality. So if you're the kind of person who says, I only like to submit um, sexually, I only like to submit when I can get my dick off, then you're not submissive. You're just kinky and horny. Maybe you have some uh, fantasies that you've been trying to play out and um, you may need help with some of those things because your fantasies can get out of control. I'm not talking to men who use women or the lifestyle or a DS arrangement in order to get their dicks off. I'm talking about truly submissive men. If you don't know what a truly submissive man is, then you can check out my website, you can Google it, you can check out other websites, but submission is not about your dick. Today's topic is follow her lead. So I want to help those of you who fall into the category of individuals that um, are truly submissive. Um, you feel the need to submit to a dominant female, um, but you struggle to do so. I want to help you to create a space where you can thrive as a submissive male. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of truly submissive men actually get lost in the world of sexualized DS. So they feel like um, having their sexuality be used against them or them using their sexuality as the primary focus is the only way that they can be submissive. And, um, you know, that's why I'm here. It's because there's another way to live the lifestyle. And um, I, I like to help people to do that. So let's look at what kind of man wants to follow a woman's lead. A lot of times the first thing that we need to do is address some of the stereotypes or misunderstandings that are out there. Um, I'm not actually going to go into what a submissive man is in this podcast. So again, if you don't know what that is, you need to look it up. Um, if you're interested, that is. Um, if you are the kind of man who truly wants to, uh, submit to a powerful woman, then there's probably going to be something inside of you that lets you know that. 
Okay, but what kind of a man is he? Submissive men feel the need to serve, to to um, live a life of purpose, to be of service to another person, to the and usually when you're talking about submissive men to dominant women, they want to make her smile. They want to make her happy. They want to make her proud of them. This is not a codependent relationship, guys. This is a relationship where an ideal or healthy version of the relationship is where both parties are complete and whole. Both parties have their act together. Both parties you know, love themselves and have the, the willingness um, and the uh, ability to love others. So you're not looking at someone who completes you because you're you're not a whole person. You're not looking at someone who can fix you because you're broken. You're not looking at someone who can fill you up because you have lots of voids. You still have to do your work. Um, this person cannot fix your insecurities. And I'm talking about Dom to Sub and Sub to Dom. You have to be able to stand on your own as an individual. And then you have something to contribute to the lifestyle. So a man who is submissive truly, what does he look like? He wants, again, to make the Dom happy, to submit to her, to make her smile. He enjoys uh, thinking about her when he wakes up. He enjoys, you know, doing things throughout the day to please her, um, to, to make her heart all warm and cozy. It's about the fact that his purpose, his agenda, his motivation, his desire is to please the Dom. The Dom's desire, I just feel like I need to stick this in there, is not to fuck her sub over. I don't know what the hell is going on in the lifestyle, but this thing of women, you know, just, it's like we are largely accepting that women get to just fuck men over, all in the name of good DS or all in the name of good BDSM. If you're into sadism and masochism, then fucking each other over is just kind of the name of the game. But I'm not, you know, sadomasochists do not listen to me and I stay away from them. Um, I find sadism and masochism to be very unhealthy, destructional, uh, destructive, I'm sorry. Um, I, I find sadomasochism to be highly destructive. Um, I don't see much good that comes out of it. It's like going down a dark rabbit hole with nothing but nightmares and demons and, you know, shit that you have to run from. That shit is weird. It's scary. Um, when people get lost in it, there's no end to the darkness. There's no end to the, the weirdness. There's just no end to it. Um, a, a little spanking and play and, you know, 
cock and ball torture, nipple play, that kind of thing can be interesting. But people who actually want to draw blood and damage another person's body and, you know, beat him so that he can't sit down and he's bloody, that shit is crazy. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I'm just trying to draw a line here. I'm not talking about women who beat their guy up. I'm talking about men who are in loving, caring relationships with a dominant female who's looking out for them. Because if you as a dominant man, I'm sorry, I'm saying dominant. What I mean is alpha by day, but submissive by night. If you are that kind of person, then when you come home, you're not interested in having to fight again. You're not interested normally in having someone destroy you and fuck you up so that you can't think when you go to work, so that your job suffers, your work suffers, your family suffers, your finances suffer. You don't, that's not living. If that's what you're looking for, you're probably more into sadism and masochism and blackmail and some shit like that. All right. So, um, I think that I've been clear on that subject. Um, what are the advantages of following her lead? When the right kind of man follows the right kind of woman, amazing things happen for both sides. You know, the, the submissive male benefits and the dominant female benefits. Um, both feel, both have the potential to feel full and balanced and at peace and centered and focused. Now, you achieve these things ideally on your own, but when you have someone in your life who you, you can share this kind of dynamic with, it just enhances the beauty of everything. Your relationships, your work, your your ability to be productive, it just enhances everything if this truly is the place for you, if Diaz really is your calling. So why follow her lead? Um, you follow her lead because you, you know that it's your place. You, you know that it's where you belong. You, you know that that is your calling in life. Um, it seems to me that the other side of following her lead is just a vanilla situation where I apologize if this is just, um, just too general, but a lot of times what we are seeing outside of DS is to me, it's kind of boring or actually it's extremely boring. You get the guy who dates the woman, or actually, before he dates her, he has to chase her down because no guy wants to be with a woman who's easy to get. So you chase her down and she plays hard to get. And, you know, um, if she's smart, she'll make it interesting for you. She'll make it interesting for you um, mentally, intellectually, sexually. Um, she just knows what she's doing. She knows how to play hard to get. She knows how to be alluring. She knows how to draw you into her space. For a man, for a man, it's like a game. 
It's like, I want her. I need her. I have to have her. So over time, you wear her down. She stops playing hard to get and she starts to believe in love with this person. That's when he gets bored, right? It happens all the time. He gets bored. He starts treating her differently. He's not as attentive. He's not as um, respectful. He's not as caring. He's not as kind or as sensitive. He's not as thoughtful because he is bored, right? I know some of you are following me here. So what happens when he is less of those things? Well, she's less sexual. She's less interesting she's less interested in him. So maybe she starts looking elsewhere. He starts looking elsewhere. And it's the age old story of we just grew apart. And usually in these situations, you don't have the best of communication skills. It's really interesting to me how people will have sex how they will fuck like animals and make sure that they've got all the right toys. They've got the right porn videos. They've got the right lube. They've got the right outfits, you know, and they will make sure that the sex isn't is as intense as possible. But they won't fucking talk. They won't say things like you hurt my feelings or, you know, this bothers me or you know, I, I think that we need to talk about this or that issue. You know, uh, we have differing opinions on certain things. Let's discuss them. They won't do that, but they will share each other's bodies. It, it, it's insane to me. Absolutely insane. So why follow her lead? The, the lure to me of having a man follow my lead is that I understand him better than he understands himself. Okay, that's just period. You may not believe me, but my guy, my guys have no doubt about that. So what happens when the right kind of guy is following the right kind of woman? Well, if my guy is truly submissive and I am truly dominant, then it looks like this. I'm paying attention to everything that's in his life. I'm paying attention to everything that makes him tick. When he has a rough day at work, I'm all over it. I want to know what happened. I want to know how I can help him, either help him recover, either help him move on, or help him learn from the shit that he's done so that he can get better. When my guy is feeling a bit lazy, a bit unproductive, a bit like, I just don't want to do this, I'm all over it. I may incentivize the work. I may incentivize um, his consistency. I may uh, just reward him with the fact that I'm pleased with him and I'm pleased with what he's done. I'm pleased with his performance and the way that he's getting better at certain things. So now he's feeling a bit more confident, a bit more motivated, a bit more driven, a bit more satisfied, a bit more balanced and full, mm, more focused. When my guy comes home and he's had a bad day, I actually care about his bad day. 
Um, what do you need to talk about? What do you need to process? I help my guy to clean up his space so that he doesn't have shit that's lingering from two weeks ago, not even two hours ago. He doesn't have shit that's lingering from two years ago, 20 years ago. It, it just doesn't happen. If the work has been done, if he has consistently been working through this journey and this process with me, I do like to drive this fact home. I am not trying to break my good boy because breaking my good boy is like, you know, breaking my favorite toy. Who wants to get a, a Lamborghini and just drive it into a ditch? You know, if you have a good boy who is just the good boy of all good boys, why fuck him up? I don't understand this. Doms do it all the time. You know, you think you've got a good one or maybe an okay one. Maybe you could fix his ass up. But instead of doing that, what doms do is just use him, abuse him, kick his balls in, destroy his life, take all of his money and throw him away like he's a piece of trash. That is absurd. It's ridiculous. And you know what? You're going to pay for that shit. People who go around destroying other people's lives, either directly or indirectly, will absolutely pay for that shit. And that is the reason that I would draw the line when someone, this was early on for me, when, uh, I would actually take requests. I don't take requests anymore. But in the beginning, I would take requests and uh, a, a client or a good boy would come to me and say, you know, I, I want you to call me names. I want you to offend me racially. I want you to attack the size of my dick. And, you know, these are the types of things that get me off. I want you to destroy me. I want you to annihilate my spirit and just leave nothing there. That's what I want you to do for me. I, in the beginning, I resisted that shit. But in the end, after just a couple of weeks of resisting, I was like, no, this is a, a hard line for me. I will not be the kind of person who goes around destroying another human being because they are so fucked up and broken that, first of all, the, the thing that's most important to them is getting off. And second of all, they are using that to cope with life. Instead of doing that, what I'll do is teach them and help them. The majority of the time, though, once a person has been programmed or for that kind of activity and they're kind of in that zone, they don't want help. So that kind of person would just disappear. Um, so we're looking at, again, following her lead. I'm using myself as an example, not because I believe that, well, no, I do think that I'm a fucking amazing Tom because I'm, I'm the best at what I do, but I'm also ethical. I'm also moral and I care about my client. And I think that that's what makes me the best. I'm not saying like the best in the world, but I'm saying I'm the best at what I do. There are, are those who are using and abusing people in the lifestyle and it's painful to see. For those who want other options, I want them to know that there are other options. 
There are women out there who are dominant and who actually care about you and who care about relationship. The problem is, um, if you do find a woman like that, the issue is that men have been so conditioned by Fifty Shades of Grey. I finally saw that and that was the biggest piece of shit that I have seen in a long time. It was horrible. And I feel like the message there was, you know, if you are in the lifestyle, you're in the the BDSM lifestyle because you're fucked up. And it's a horrible message. It's just horrible. The message in that movie was, you know, uh, if you, if you're in the lifestyle and everything is about sex, it's nothing to do with the person. It's all about sex and it's all about hurting and destroying the other person. And there are just too many people buying into that. I'm using myself as an example because I get me and I get what I do, but I also see how my good boys get what I do. There are sincere men out there who are absolutely just aching at their core to, to give themselves over to a good, strong, dominant female who cares about them and who wants relationship with them, who wants to communicate with them, who wants to teach them and shape them and mold them and bring out the best in them to help them be the best that they can be in life. It's not about sex and toys and games and gimmicks only. Um, and actually, I don't think it's ever about gimmicks. And it's never, it shouldn't ever be about gimmicks or fucking people over. If you are a sincere Dom and you sincerely care about your submissive, then stop breaking him. Stop destroying him. And men, if you are sincerely submissive, then stop choosing people based on shallow shit. Find yourself a good dom and learn to submit. The learning to submit part, I would say, takes anywhere from... <sighs> Training gets better as time goes on, right? So I would say after about a year, I've got a good foundation with my sub. And that's going to be a year of pretty regular contact. So if you are a pro dom and you've got a client, then, you know, you're looking at maybe two times uh, a week minimum just to, to kind of give him that foundation. I'm not talking about a foundation where you wallet rape him, where you destroy his life. We're not doing that. I'm talking about the kind of foundation that you would use to really wrap him around your finger and have your way with him. Also, if you are a submissive male who truly wants to learn how to submit, you have to learn what that means. You have to commit yourself to learning. You have to commit yourself. And I'm not talking about learning things like, you know, what's a safe word? 
everybody likes to start there. They're like, oh, I know what a safe word is. I'm so cool. Yeah, guys, get, get over that. It's not about a safe word. Um, you need to learn how to behave, how to intuit what your dom wants and needs. You need to learn how to hear what she's really saying. You need to learn what's important to her. You know, is it important that you listen well? Is it important that you get your chores done? Is it important that you do whatever she tells you to do? Like, those things are important. You, you do need to choose wisely, though. You have to choose wisely because if you have someone who's telling you to do things that are detrimental to you in any form or fashion, you need to hit the road. So choose wisely, but once you know that you're in good hands, you should be, you know, hands off. You should be like, yes, mistress, I am here. I'm here to please you. I'm here to be shaped and molded by you. I am ready to take this journey with you. Um, I, I've been a little bit concerned recently. I think that Fifty Shades of Grey has really been pushing. People have really been getting on this contract thing. Like, I've been hearing more and more about it from some of the good boys that I train. But I've also been hearing about it just, you know, like online from other doms. This thing of like pushing contracts. Listen, I don't have any contracts. To me, a contract is, well, it, it serves two purposes. If you have a contract just so that you can stay on the same page, then, and so you can always know what you're working on with that person, then that's not really a contract. That's just, you know, you're on the same page with each other. Maybe the Dom has so many subs that she needs to take notes and she needs to know what's going on with each person. But if you have to have a contract because you're going to force someone to do something that they don't want to do, because you're going to force someone to be in a weakened state so that you can fuck them over. Um, I've seen some crazy ass shit connected to contracts. I've seen men lose their dick and balls or have their dick and balls be on the chopping block, quite literally. You know, the Dom wants him to lose his dick and balls because she's intimidated by male sex organs. What the fuck? That's all I have to say is what the fuck? If you want someone without the male sex organs, then find yourself a good woman. Why are you out there to destroy a man? Why do you have to cut his dick and balls off? Okay, so if you get rid of his balls, then he's more compliant. You know, he, he has lost his will. Well, guess what? That's really boring. When you have just like a, a, a little puppy that's just kind of like moping around the house and he has no life or energy and he's just like, Yes, mistress, whatever you want, mistress. And he's lost his oomph. That shit is boring. It's only a matter of time before she gets bored with him and she starts doing crazy shit to him. You know, I I've seen it all. She's going to start dressing him up in women's clothes, not because he wants to be feminized, not because she wants to feminize him, but because she needs to add some some tension to the relationship, something to give herself excitement. And so instead of the sexual struggle being there, he's now struggling over um, identity. 
You know, who am I? Why am I always in pink? Why, why am I growing my hair out? Why do I have a, a big ass pink bow in my head? Why am I wearing heels? This shit of, you know, destroying people's lives because you yourself are broken. This shit of doing things to hurt people um, and destroy them because you have unresolved issues. It needs to be checked it, and someone needs to be the voice of reason and say, this is not cool. This is not a loving, healthy, vibrant, living, growing, productive DS relationship or BDSM relationship. If you are out to destroy other people, that is not loving or kind or caring. It's not relationship. If you two get together and one person decides that they want to be destroyed and the other person decides that they want to destroy, then you're both consenting adults have had it. But my problem is that there are just too many people wanting relationships and, and they're just dealing with whatever is being thrown to them, thrown at them because they feel that it's the best that they can get. I'm going to end on this note. I want you guys to understand that a loving, caring relationship and following her lead does not have to be ugly. It does not have to be detrimental to your well-being. It can actually be beautiful and fulfilling. It can help you to have more peace and balance in your life. It can help you to be more productive. Um, I've got a couple of podcasts out there with one of my good boys whose name is Tom. So if you're interested in hearing those podcasts, then uh, go to my website, um, hit up my podcast and, and take a listen to those so that you can see what a relationship, a healthy, productive DS relationship looks like. The reason that I felt, one of the reasons that I felt that this podcast was important is because there are too many men in the lifestyle who are struggling with sex porn and masturbation addictions or who are on the, the path to those things because they're not getting the fulfillment that they want and need. I also think that this podcast is important because I want it to be a voice for the lifestyle and I want people to know that it's not okay to destroy other people. It's not okay to let someone else destroy you. If you want healthy, living, breathing, productive, amazing relationship, then first of all, get yourself ready for it. Second of all, Go out and find it. Third of all, you need training. Okay. If you want more on this topic and topics like it, make sure you visit my website at www.alisacoaches.com. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-A-C-H-E-S.com. I'll see you next time.